the George Sanders impression contest is still going on. Yeah. Deadline is New Year's. People who have reached out have asked, and that is the deadline. And they know it's the deadline. But if you're interested in submitting your silky smooth impression. What else are you doing? Yeah. What else are you doing? Get in there. George Sanders, you know, in honor of last week's episode, Lord. I want to I cut the smart people down to size. Yeah. I'm dumb and I'm insecure about it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I don't think you are dumb. Thank you. I listened to our, our conversations later. And oh, yeah? there are times where I'm like, wow, Chelsea's really smart. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's, my. like, really high praise. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, no. Oh, my God, Victoria. <laughs> oh, my God. Victoria. Oh, my God. Hey, Victoria. Oh, what? Hey, Chelsea. Do you know what I could use right now? Tell me. Breath of Fresh Movie. Yay. <laughs> I wish I had jingle bells to, like. Merry Christmas. That's <laughs> it's christmas it's christmas christmas yeah we never stop working guys yeah never stop never stopping merry christmas merry christmas we showed up to the pod we did and that pod is called a Breath, a Breath of Fresh, of Fresh movie. movie. Woo, you're here. Thank you for being here. Um, of course, it's December 26th. Uh, it's December 26th, right? Like for listeners. Oh, yeah. If you're listening. Tomorrow, but no, it's the, not Christmas. But we're, we're here on Christmas. Uh, We've come from the past. <laughs> we're from Christmas past, yeah. We're from Christmas past. Anyway, this is A Breath of Fresh Movie, a weekly podcast where me, Victoria Harley. And me, Chelsea Pope. We watch a movie neither one of us has ever seen before, and then we talk about it. We, we, we might, might not talk about everything, but we, we'll talk about anything, anything. And that starts yeah. pretty soon. We don't, we don't, we're yeah. not like, oh, go to this minute marker. Yeah, I mean, to, to that point, before we get we're into messy. anything, do you think this is a movie that... Can, is it possible to ruin Ishtar? I don't think so. I don't think so, honestly. I think what makes it good I mean, every, is, is not the story. <laughs> the, funny, the irony of that question, is it possible to ruin Ishtar, is that actually, yes. Like, someone oh, yeah, actively you know tried to. You're, yeah. so tr- you're so right. You know what? It's already been ruined. It's already been ruined. So um, It's already damaged the lives. Yeah. and I, It's already done its carnage. And I just, at the top, I just want to quote Elaine May, and it's the sort of famous... Well, I don't know how famous it is. If all the people who hated Ishtar had seen it, I'd be a rich woman. That's what Elaine May yeah. said about Ishtar. So she's not wrong. It's not yeah, wrong. the way this was smeared. Oh, and we'll get into it. Yeah, such a podcast phrase. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. We'll get. But first, let's, let's get into it. What kind of mattress are you sleeping on? What kind of mattress are you sleeping Notice on? Notice we are ad free, fellas. We and are, ladies, and lady, and, and we're others. not gonna. <coughs> We're not going to sell you. Thank you. Yeah. As almonds. Uh, I'm not going <laughs> to. We're not going to sit here and say, oh, you should sign up for better health. Problematic. Yeah. Hey, if it helps you, it helps you. We're not going to. Um, se- we're not going to tell you to get a mattress that has. Um, uh, there's something about fiber, particle fibers or so- something. Okay. Plastic. I don't know. There's some something that, you know, microplastics, y'all. Yeah. This has nothing to do with anything. You should probably cut it. No, it's okay. Today's movie. This week's film is the off-maligned and criminally underappreciated comedy Ishtar, directed by Elaine May. Mm-hmm. We've talked about Elaine May three other episodes before this. We've watched almost everything this is, she's this, made. This now, concludes right? 
this is it. This is the really? fourth. This is the fourth. F- and let like and she's making one now. Mickey. We watched a new leaf. We watched Heartbreak Kid. Heartbreak Kid. And we, I mean, we no, watched Birdcage is not technically, no. but it is. But it's well, not. we didn't watch it for the pod. We no, just but love like it. these are just thinking of all the things mm-hmm. that she's like, done. She's done. It's and like, like primary okay. colors, similar. Um, cause she, that was another Nichols. Oh yeah. She, and she wrote the screenplay. Gotcha. Um, that is a good movie. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, this is kind of it. This is, this is the movie that, that killed her directing career, but it's not the movies. It's not really fair to say that. I'm just going to say it's, it's much more complicated. Just a um, storm, a perfect storm of, of, of terrible bullshit and bad decisions fuckery. and pettiness. Because there are far worse movies out there. Oh, my God. Not to jump the gun on that. But in terms of just your immediate, like, oh, is this worth going? And maybe not. But, like, it's. If you like Elaine May, I think it's you must. Oh, absolutely. This is like. You must. This is. This is. uh, I'm. I think, yeah. If you're if you're on Team Elaine May. Yeah part of sort of the room. She doesn't have that big of a catalog, well, you guys. It's not that hard I know. to, well, it wasn't that hard. I'm a little surprised we already have. It's also all it. of the uncredited work that she'd done. Right. Which, you know, let's just say that's a big part of why Ishtar came to be, why who's in it is in it. You know, a lot of this had to do with the fact that Elaine May had never had a supportive producer ever. Right. And then she script doctored a whole bunch of stuff for people like Dustin Hoffman and Warren Beatty. And they both realized, like, oh, we owe her. And clearly she knows what works because those all worked. Yeah. You know, we're talking about things like Reds and Heaven Can Wait, Tootsie. You know, she yeah. helped a lot. She shaped those movies and, you know, I she's not credited. It's tough because she's not she's not afforded the same just room to 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 grow yeah you know she had absolutely to, not she she had to start great and then she you know she didn't because she needed to you know they we let these other there's these other directors or even like old time direct even with like lord where it's it's a competent enough movie yeah. but clearly that director the people behind that film all were able to just treat that like they were sort of cutting their teeth a bit this was no one's it was no one's passion project it was more just right. like we're learning the craft and we're moving yeah. on and that's the shame that mm-hmm. in elaine may's case it's you know she yeah she wasn't afforded the same kind of privilege she of, you had oh, oh well it better be perfect yeah no it's true um women suffer a higher price or pay a higher price for failures than men do yeah you know it it sucks. It's like this is a this is a just good film history twentieth century. Yeah, that's history a, of women directors. If you're yeah. interested in that, that's that. You know, I mean, I think she deserves as much respect as anyone else who's as particular and frustrating as say, like, I mean, stories about yeah. Kubrick or you know, legendary. But she, she she took she took the lumps, you know. Yeah, yeah. But like um, you said, yeah, with Kubrick, like it's the the fact that we 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 call that genius in men, but in women, it's like she doesn't know what she's doing. Yeah, she certainly didn't do. What 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 Kubrick did either, you know? I mean, no, no. We say this is obviously fans of but, a number of his works, but um, that being said, it's like a, it's a this is it's it's a frustrating, uh, but necessary uh, yeah. like, like history lesson. Yeah, star, absolutely. I think. Yeah, no, no. I'm I'm glad we're going to talk about it. Um, if you want to go back and listen to episode one, episode twenty, or episode forty one, those cover. A New Leaf, Heartbreak Kid, and Mikey and Nikki, respectively. And and also just a lot of her... Backstory. Her backstory working up through... The, because yeah. this, I feel like it's it's good that we've got all that context. You can... You yeah, can, I don't, can, we don't need to revisit all that. Well, there's just that. so much just with this movie. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. you know, there's so much There's so much to talk history. about there's that so we much, can't... 
Yeah. You know, we don't have time to talk about if Nichols you and Mayer, know, the compass you players. you want to know where she was born, watch episode one. <laughs> or watch. listen it. Watch it. You can Actually, watch it, too. You could watch Just the, watch it creep the little dial. Yeah. The the, the, yeah. Just watch the little, yeah. little uh, seismograph. Yes. Um, so this movie is about two middle-aged and under-talented musicians who just can't get a gig. And until their agent offers them, one, a job in Morocco in a mm. hotel lounge. And when they go there, they become embroiled sort of blindly in the scheme of international espionage and intrigue. And mm-hmm. it is as goofy and broad as it sounds. It's meant to be broad. You know, this is like a totally different flavor than Mikey and Nikki, which is a dark, I mean, funny in its dark way, but dark fucking movie about two codependent men. Well, they weren't necessarily as codependent. These two are codependent. Right. Like, they're so... Very much. And they're so insufferable. And for her to even cast two of... America's biggest and most celebrated and highest paid actors, Warren Beatty and Dustin mm-hmm. Hoffman, to play losers was kind of like even sort of an affront. Like, yeah. everything she does, though, is that. Like, and there was like a method to it. This absolutely. was, this was a very, these were very conscientious casting choices because initially it's like, why are they playing these kinds of kids? Like, I know Dustin Hoffman can do comedy and then sure. Warren Beatty too, but like, there's, so, and this dynamic too, where Dustin Hoffman's the more like, like the ladies' man, ladies' man, and Warren's like the hapless, he's a little more like, like the, the follow, like, yeah, the oafish one, yeah. you know. No, um, yeah, it's you, kind of cross against type, yeah, as far as as far as that guy's like, but there's a reason, and it's a very intentional, yeah, thing that Elaine May was doing, yeah. Um, we also have Isabel Ajandi. Um, Charles Grodin, who yes. I mean, we've we've raved about him before. Not a surprise. Like, yeah. oh God, here Victoria goes about Charles Grodin. He would, he would um, be another but, one of our but, pillar candles. He would be a pillar candle. He's definitely a prayer candle for us. Prayer candle. Um, he is for me. He he just he lifts this movie up. Like, I, yeah, he, I'm remiss that there wasn't more. Like uh, as far as he was so funny. As far as criticisms. Yeah, which I have some, you know. Oh, but like, yeah. I, me too. You know. That's the thing. Okay, I, it's, I, it's it, there. There could have been a great movie in here. Yeah. You know? uh, before we like really get into yeah, yeah, our yeah. our impressions of it and yeah, and we got, tear apart yeah. the movie. Um, I I do think like it's there's sort of two camps. There's people who are like, no, nope, terrible movie, and other people who are like, no, it's a masterpiece. I don't think it's either. It's yeah, it's right in the middle, and I will say it's nice to see just. Again, not jumping ahead on the reviews, but getting getting it out of the way now that just yeah. um, I like that we've recalibrated. We seem to be slowly in the film world recalibrating mm-hmm. our um, consensus on this movie. Sorry, just <laughs> dropping like, my no, shit. We're recalibrating our consensus on Ishtar, it seems like. Um, because a number of people, yes, obviously there's the diehards and the apologists yeah. and then the people who are and just then- like, this is a steaming pile of shit. But then there's more and more people who are like, this isn't as bad. As people said it was, but it's not great. It's, it's just fine. It's fine. It's like a two and a half star kind of, like it's got its, it's shortcomings it's a, for sure, but it's, it's not hot, incompetent. It's a hot weather comedy. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we expect something, but I think it's smarter than your average. I think there's there's parts of it that are incredibly funny. Yeah. And sophisticated. And then there are these other parts that are like, this feels like they didn't finish working this out. It honestly, like watching the trailer, it yeah. felt like I was like, oh, ooh, this is going to be like a problematic, like cringe fest. And it's really not as much of that as it, it is yeah. just kind of. Um, it just it, it sort of gets lost in its own exposition, like it gets par- like weighed down by mm-hmm. it's almost too grounded. 
I would in say. In some ways, yeah. In some ways it feels too, because there's some silly stuff and that's actually, yeah. I almost felt like kind of starved for more of that. Yeah, I had the wrong, I think I had the wrong bad movie expectation placed interesting. on this. Interesting, okay. You know? I mean, I guess when it was being developed, like uh, initially Dustin Hoffman suggested like the whole thing should just stay in new york they shouldn't even go to morocco i'm not gonna lie i don't disagree with him i mean it's an interest that's the it's the best it would be kind of funny if like the whole the whole movie was them trying to decide whether to go you know what i mean or or because i gotta say the first 20 minutes are fucking hilarious and you're so right because they are deliberating and it is this thing like oh we got to go to Ishtar like yeah. I, like like what is Dustin it? Hoffman's character really too is like confronting like are we that bad like is this yeah. really and like it could have even been just like a night of these guys you could see them going from different clubs and open mics mm-hmm. and bombing and this and that and then it tests their friendship and they're still their the wives girls the wives get the, the, mm-hmm. they still get left in the course of the evening it could have been like one of those like, a, like a, a day trippers but with or these, another Mikey and Nikki type Mikey thing, and Nikki but, but like, like night singers broader. that just are not yeah, yeah but like a Simon like bad Simon and Garfunkel and then yeah. finally at the end of it it seems like they're gonna go their separate ways and then they're like like about one's gonna leave the other, but they're at the airport, and then you maybe they do like an RRR type of like hand clasp, <laughs> and then go. all of a sudden yeah. it just the final shot is them in Ishtar performing, sing, performing, yeah. and then everyone there is like what, and then this credits. <laughs> I do think it was kind of interesting though how like once they just once Dustin Hoffman shows up in that scene and like they start just playing the music that people want to hear. Yeah. Like how they're so successful, they get to feel like stars. They feel like good they've never like had a better. They've never had a better set. Like you I know? like the energy of that. Like it's almost like it if fun. that the whole movie was them bombing in New York, and then yeah, and then like and then they go at the end of the movie, they finally are like, no, you know what? This is worth going. Like yeah. I would rather be in some foreign country whatever if i can be chase my dream if we can do hey, this together i'm gonna say i went to not that i want to move to key west but i went down there once and mm-hmm. the, the realization that like if you can play cover songs of fucking baby boomers love uh you can make a little a living just like playing live yeah. music and you don't have to be that good i mean even i look i sometimes think i'm like <laughs> i look at like cruise singers or whatever oh, yeah because i'm like they're not bad they're obviously pretty like they're people on the, they're, yeah. there's some they're pretty good but it's also like oh that that's attainable. Yeah, it's like the piano <laughs> playing the piano at the White Lotus. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, well, that that was just I loved that. I really enjoyed that, and she was actually really good. You know, she too. was. So it was one of those like, oh, she's not just yeah. We have like talk- her her dream pursuit is valid. It's very Absolutely. valid. Yeah, totally. Um, but we're not yeah, here. Anyway, no, we're not Lotus. here to talk about White Lotus. I can make anything about White Lotus. Um, I don't, I won't okay, stop you. so like in that first twenty minutes, one of the great things I love is that I guess one of them's at their gig and they're playing the piano, and the waiter like accidentally bumps into the piano. Yeah, like it's just so clear how like not important they are. Like, right, the humbleness of those those details were great. Like at one point, I think he accidentally like trips on the cords, so like the mic goes out for yeah. a little bit, and um, I don't know it. it it feels like they're they're mediocre. All the singing, by the way, is live. Nothing was dubbed in later, yeah. and it really contributes to no. The, it sounds like the it. tinniness of it. It's fun. It's, it's very funny. I really liked how I saw a review that was saying it's they should have been 
they should have been better or better liked at one point. And I was no, like, no, I liked that they not. were awful the whole time. No, they were like... That's the joke throughout. Even at the end when they're in the display, they're the only one with a bunch of sales stickers on there. Yeah, I yeah. love that subtle dig. That's of like, so They funny. still suck. They, yeah, we have to promote this album. Oh, yeah. no. That's the biggest they concern. Still, but they also are on the, the, yeah. the in the window display kind yeah. of thing. So. That was a perfect ending, actually. Like, a perfect way to end it. The yeah. shot on that. I thought that was a wonderful, like, callback to the very beginning I and like the discussion that. they have in front of the glass oh, yeah that, they that very asked as good well you just know? like that aspirational because like this movie is about people like the vast majority of people in show business are like these people they're yeah. not the stars well you have to have that kind of naivete to like yeah succeed at oh, the end yeah. of the day too. No. unless unless i mean some people they don't even no, have to no, develop no. that far in their but want to get what they want but fran, fran lebowitz talked about that in yeah. pretend it's the city how like there are lots of people who grow up in new york who don't do as well as people who come to New York because the people who grow up there know how hard it is. Yeah, they're the people constantly who, around it. Right, the people who come have a kind of, they don't know how, uh, like, how crazy it's what they're doing It's better to be a little clueless. I a felt, little bit. I felt that way being in yeah. L.A., like, growing up in Southern California. Sure. It's, it's, there's a similar mentality. It's like, yeah, it's, it's funny seeing characters like the ones in this movie that, yeah, yeah. that you know, they could be successful right. <laughs> in I, a I, niche way. And I like how, again, what they're you were saying. They're so bad, too, though. There's the whole hang-up around, like, schmuck. And he can't yeah. say it. Smuck. Smuck. <laughs> yeah, smuck. No, no. Smuckers. I thought that was, like, that kept happening. I didn't know quite why he had a Texas accent, why his character was from Texas. I didn't think. I didn't the, pick the, up. That, I didn't, that felt really, like, unnecessary. Well, there was a lot. On that note, I'd say that and I some mean, other things were Unnecessary. felt unnecessary it kind of weighs it down because the yeah. fun is that dynamic exactly and they're sort of it's that sitcom yeah almost like a not ren and stimpy but no, i don't but know they're, like they're insufferable but they're insufferable together they're like two people who can um the yeah. anything is an inspiration for a bad song yeah you know they remind me of the angry beavers so okay. as, far, as far as Nickelodeon millennial, that's funny. Cartoon references, because like, they're yeah, they're they're, yeah. they're 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 insufferable, but they're insufferable together. Yeah, they're codependent. I mean, <laughs> and they both have the same kind of delusions. Yeah, you know, like they share the same delusion. It's like what is that called? Like when a madness is shared by two people. Oh, there's a French it's term a, for it. I don't know. I don't know, but it is nice that they, they like, validate each other's talent. Like, they both have the same taste. Yeah. And it has that notion of, well, yeah, there's like a pot for every lid. Yeah, exactly. And I, I really liked... Lid for every pot. Yeah, I really liked how um, when... Okay, so Dustin is Chuck and Warren's Lyle. When Chuck is threatening suicide mm -hmm. and, you know, he's like, but don't, don't tell the police because, like... <laughs> Uh, the, the press will ruin my chances in show business yeah. if people ever find out I tried a <laughs> job. It's like, dude, this is the last thing you need to be worrying about. But that I've known people like that, yeah. like who have that kind of level of thought about themselves. And it's like, you're right. I mean, it's it's delusion, but it's not if it works. Yeah, you well, know? what if they find my journals when I die and they want to publish them, you no, know? Yeah, I know. Oh, God, no. That's I a thing. absolutely you're harbor like, are you that. Are no. censoring yourself trying to, you, you know? Oh, no, I harbor that uh vanity yeah. and that fantasy a lot oh my god well, what no. do you think of me when i'm gone oh no like journals who tells your story victoria i, I do in these yeah. <laughs> let's get the record straight well, there you go <laughs> this person's never mentioned <laughs> just give it just you have to leave behind as much yeah. prolific media intentional prolific yes. media um no i'm a big fan of that uh let's see the wife's the wives leaving was pretty great um yeah. i especially love the part 
where um, after uh, Warren, I'm just going to call him Warren Beatty. Yeah. Warren Beatty's Lyle, his wife has left him. He's got the keyboard on his lap. He's sitting on the couch. He's clearly drunk and upset and crying. And then the phone rings and he just like immediately stands yeah. up and over to get like the, the piano falls just off his lap. Just, just everything is dropped. Yeah. Like it was so funny to me. Like I, that was my first laugh out loud good moment. good physical humor, it but was it was very, very funny. Like, like yeah. grounded. Yeah. I mean, it's again, it's like, it's broad. They're, these guys are supposed to be idiots. They're supposed to be insufferable. I've, nobody likes dealing with them. Right. So if you don't like them, that's kind of intentional it's 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 yeah yeah that's intentional but also the camaraderie like you want to be on i like when justin hoffman wants to walk home alone yeah he's upset and then more and they both end up at the same bar he's like no you 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 go over over there there. you go over there and then he's like i'll have a bourbon he's like like, no "No, don't order a bourbon you're gonna fall flat in your face he'll have a beer like and then he gets the beers the very parenting oh like they're like brothers again so codependent yeah it's so like looking out for each other or yeah that they're you know the any money that's made it's understood that they're gonna share i don't know it's they're an interesting pair and it, it's once it's another set of figures in this elaine may gallery of male losers like mm. you know um but this feels a little brighter and cheerier and and has a lot more joy in it yeah um, but at the same time some of the funniest jokes were very i mean it's not a satire but there were moments that were like teasing satire like when they're in the market and yeah. all the difference intelligent they're all wearing officers. different types of yeah. outfit. No, like, they're wearing the hat. No, this. Yeah, the, the Texans the are wearing the Sheik's outfit, and then they're wearing the tourists. And those are just tourists, you know. Yeah. I mean, it, that was like kind of funny, and and the whole um, again, Grodin being the CIA agent who's very cavalier. Hey, you know, if you can just sort of feed me information, we'll pay you a little bit of money. You know, it's fine. Yeah. And he's like, well, how much money? He's like, well, you know, about I don't know, ten to fifteen a week. But you know, you can't put a price on democracy. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's good subtlety, and I like I like when he has the bit with the phone. There wasn't enough Charles oh, Grodin. No, and like the whole like, oh, I bugged you. Yeah. The pen. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. Like just very. Yeah, it's just very matter of fact. Uh huh. Yeah, of he's course. Talking to the president. No, we didn't shoot. No, why would we do that? Wait, that's, a, that's insane. We wouldn't would shoot anybody. Yeah. Just, I was like, yeah, get out. We can still say we made a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> he felt like such a real representation of the CIA in that black ops. We can't do anything that is on a budget it's, sheet. It's you that know. incompetency of the, of it had yeah. someone, someone on letterbox said something to the effect of like, it's like burn after reading. Yeah. Like I a, saw that. It's review. like a, it's yeah, like a predecessor the, the, to that. Yeah. And also, you know, I mean what you were saying or alluding to earlier about like, um, John Malkovich's character in that movie. Yeah. Like just that frustrating. <laughs> who the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Damn. His rage is so good. Yeah. That. Um, yeah. And I, I, I know what you mean about, um, the sort of cringing or being a little bit worried about I think we're we're highly or I'm I feel highly sensitive to something that's like set in a Arab country. I just assumed it was going to be a lot of that kind of lowbrow humor and it wasn't it really was I think the most that happened is just when you first when Warren Beatty first meets um uh the woman Shira Shira, Shira. um and what then it's like gro- he's like groping yeah. her a lot. Yeah. She doesn't seem bothered by it in any way. Well, and I was like, okay, well, are you talking about when Warren Beatty is doing it? Yeah, or, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's I, I just debating whether or not I thought that was funny because eventually she I didn't does. Think it was funny. I didn't think it was terrible. I was just like, it's yeah. like it's because they're like it, leaning too hard on the joke. It went 
it went on a while and then she eventually does sort of snap at him. Yeah. I will say that the two of them, you may know this, that, that Warren Beatty and Isabella Jandi were in a relationship together, but mm-hmm. it soured during the course of this filming. So it's, I'd be interested to know if this was when the, the relationship was good or yeah. it was bad. I didn't really feel chemistry. Oh, I felt from zero her no. towards any her of them, which I was underdeveloped. Like a, yeah. You know. It's like, I don't know how much is that supposed to matter, but it, it also just, it, it makes those scenes feel like fall flat for me. Cause I I'm mean, like, what she's wrapping, um, yeah. what's his face? wrapping his head and yeah that's just like these moments that are supposed to i think be tender or they're something. supposed to feel intimate i think or like mm. there's like attraction and i just no. never it was definitely empty of also any... the head wrapping was weirdly cu- there was a yeah. way it was kind of kept going like medium wide to huh. like just well because ba- this movie went through some hell and exactly so. exactly and it shows it and shows i kind of felt that way yeah. although i really liked mikey and nikki or i appreciated it uh-huh. a lot more than than this one but similarly well, it's just some so much, there's just so much footage to be cutting through and i'm like yeah yeah, yeah. elaine may shot um uh, 108 hours of footage a typical comedy is about 30 hours right so spent spent about a lot almost of four almost four times as much yeah. not not quite um but you know, and, and we know this about her. We right. know this about her. Any Warren Beatty knew this about her. And when he advocated for her to direct this, he wanted to be the supportive producer that she had never had because he thought, yeah, I owe her. He, he, She's he, amazing. Let's do that. And yeah. then he, you know, she ran with it. She did what she always does. And, you know, I heard there's a lot. Okay. There's a lot of fucking mythology around what happened on set and around things she said or didn't say. Yeah. The production designer um i'm i'm blanking on his name right now he's kind of an un, he's an unreliable tr- resource but somehow an unreliable this, narrator unreliable you know in the sense that lots of crew members have since been like no that never happened mm-hmm. you know so i i think it, it was somebody who wanted to have a story um one of those stories is that um she asked the production designer to find the perfect sand dunes you know and we kept going give her your options no i don't like these no i don't like these and then finally like okay here they are and then you know she comes to look at it this has to be it this is perfect and then she's like oh no i don't want sand dunes flatten it out like the thing is they carted sand in because they filmed this in morocco right and they needed sand on hard dirt which that sounds more like what happened and this isn't like a thing anyone else recalls um there's also this whole issue of the there's a blind camel and in order for it to look blind they were like oh we need a blue-eyed camel and apparently that's a very rare thing and you know the search for that was important but then you don't just look for one you need four because you need backups and you know and it, it just there's all of this extra shit heaped on this movie. And the, the fact, oh, the budget went up and up and up. and Yeah, it's sad, too, because that's the portion of the movie I don't care, care about. about. Exactly. I care about the guys and... The story? Yeah. I, I'd rather funny? see the, I don't, I don't you know. No, exactly. And that, again, I'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that. I don't that, care but... about the blind camel, you know? Like, it's yeah. just it's one of those... Just, it's, it's an extra thing we don't it's need. It's just a thing, yeah. It's okay if something's wrong with their their... I don't know what other justification there could have been about them just not being able to, to ride, but like... Yeah, I don't know. It could have um, been any other thing. Again, people... I, I don't want to focus on the budget, but unfortunately, I think I do have to address a few things just it's because it's important part, to, it's part of the story. how the story, how this um, film was it's, received. It started with a budget of $27.5 million, which is a lot. 
That's an awful lot because the average for comedy was like 17 million. So it's quite a bit. But that's because um, about 12.5 million was being split for the salaries of uh, Warren Beatty, Dustin Hoffman and Elaine May. And hers, of course, was the lowest. And she's directing, writing and you know, doing all that. You know, costs went up because they were filming in Morocco. Why are they filming in Morocco and not like in the desert near, you know, L.A.? You, you know, realism could be part of it. There was a desire to film on location. But actually, the truth is Columbia Pictures was owned by Coca-Cola at this time, and they're the ones producing this. Coca-Cola had frozen assets in Morocco. The only way they could get rid of them was to spend them in Morocco. So guess what? Yeah, let's go to Morocco. So the, yeah, it's, it's, it was a consensual choice then. Yeah. It's not her just being not like, just we her. do this in Morocco. It wasn't it's just like, her. No, they wanted no, to. They, they were like, they let's, were being money minded. So they, they were, were trying, they didn't want to spend real money on this. They actually saved uh, money. This was this was off a different balance sheet so, altogether. Yeah, like and again, I don't give a fuck. But people d- made it important, uh, and one person in particular who I'll get to. But May was like again, given the freedom to do anything she wanted, she guess she's gonna do it. It's Elaine May, okay? Mm-hmm. You don't know who you're dealing with. Like, come on. She really wanted to make a movie that was similar to the Bob Hope and Bing Crosby, like road to fill in the blank kind of movie. Right, like a road a road movie. A road movie, which. What's funny is like, I don't think Warren ever got totally on board with because he didn't want it to be compared to that. She's like, well, that's exactly what I want it to be. Uh, Dustin Hoffman made his suggestion early on, but then when that wasn't taken, he resigned himself and was just like, okay, whatever we're doing, we're doing it. And just accepted, you know, it. Um, There was more of a wrestling match going on. Also, Warren Beatty brought on a DP. He was very enamored of um, who had, you know, shot apocalypse now and some other very great things but he's this italian dp who's never shot a comedy so there's a lot of stories about the dp and elaine and disagreeing about where the camera should go because she's trying to frame for comedy and he's framing for you know a beautiful composition and it's different we're trying to achieve different i almost wonder if that would have helped it if they leaned really hard in that direction. Maybe. Aesthetically. It could Maybe. Have gone a different way. But I also do think like, yeah, it's a shame that this couldn't have stayed either in New York or been uh, yeah. like a continental US thing. And then the, then like the final beat of it being that yeah. they end up. No, I agree. I mean, I think it, that I, I must admit, I was like, I think that's a good idea. Yeah. yeah I like, mean, they're the best part of it. They, and that's the I stuff mean, that she's doing the best shooting too, because she's yeah. letting them play. Yeah. She's getting these moments, you know, yeah, like New, she, that's her New best York, stuff. The New York stuff is great. That's like, the it's, best it's, stuff. It's the funniest part. I mean, I, because I was watching it and I was like, this is really good. Why yeah. do people, why do people hate this? This is really good. Yeah. And I'm not going to say there's nothing redeemable about when they get to Morocco. It's just that it, it changes into like this adventure action, again, hot weather comedy. Yeah. Like, it's like, I don't want to watch that. I didn't really like, want to. Now I have that. this flavor in my mouth. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, so there were lots of disagreements. Um, the thing that, you know, I think is interesting though, is that one crew member, I, I'm not sure who it was, but they commented on like, listen, Directors have to control their set. And there's a lot of different ways people can do that. Yeah, Elaine, when she wasn't sure what to do, would stall. And to make sure that no one bothered her while she stalled, it was like she would kind of create a problem or give people something to do and create chaos, basically, yeah. Yeah. while she figured out what she was going to do, you know? And you can you can call that shitty if you want or you can call it. But, but it's, it's um, she understood that she could that she had that power. I'm allowed yeah. to be particular. I'm allowed to go, hey, I want this, this, and this. And then when you come back, it's like, oh, I don't need that. I just needed you to go away. You know, yeah. it's like the truth of it. And I think it's interesting because when she, when they came back from Morocco, 
Um, it's worth mentioning that Warren Beatty at this time was also very, t- he was close with somebody who was the chair of Columbia Pictures. Right. Um, this guy, uh, I think his name is literally Guy McElwain. Warren Beatty comes back from Morocco and basically tells him, Elaine can't direct. This is the, re- the thing he reportedly told him. And it didn't necessarily, it, it sort of set a, a, a tone at Columbia yeah. in the post-production process. And then what happened was, there was a change at Columbia, basically, because, again, they were owned by Coca-Cola. Yeah. So the guy who runs Coca-Cola or is the like he, he puts in a new chair and it's this asshole, David Putnam. David Putnam was a film producer mm-hmm. who, like in previous years, was very vocal in the press about big budgets being like bullshit. And yeah. like Warren, he specifically had animus against Warren Beatty for like Reds and how, oh, that was so much money they spent on that. And like, he ought to be, I think they literally said he ought to be spanked for that or something. Also- Very old Hollywood. Yeah. He ought to be spanked for that. He's also English. So I think some- ought to be spanked I mean, for that. I'm not trying to, there's something about an English accent in America that gives people, they just sort of assume you're right or you have credibility. Yeah, it's that's amazing. how we felt about, we were just talking about this great British baking show. We assumed yeah. that Paul Hollywood and Prue, you know, that Until they, that they knew. And then at just yeah. the veil, yeah. we looked behind, we got to see behind the, now, it, yeah. now everything comes into question. It's all in question. What do those Brits know? Yeah. The, gla- <laughs> the glass has cracked. The glass has cracked. You can thank Paul Hollywood for that. Yeah. Paul um, and Prue. So there's this big change. So basically a person who had personal problems with both Warren Beatty and Dustin Hoffman. I'm not sure what the other issue with Dustin Hoffman was. He just didn't like him or something. Um, so, and he hates big budgets. Yeah. And he comes in and now he's in control at Columbia. And anytime a new person comes into a studio, and Elaine May said something to this effect, she was like, listen, it doesn't matter who you are or what you are. They don't like you because you were approved by somebody else. You weren't their idea. And now they have to own the consequences. Yeah. So he came in and he knew that it was very well known publicly that he had this sort of like tiff with Warren Beatty. So he was like, okay, guess what? I'm not going to touch this at all. Yeah. Uh, I'll stay out of it. Yeah. But that made it look toxic. Yeah. And then they miss their their deadline. And then the post-production budget starts to balloon. Yeah. Because one of the conditions of all of this was that Beatty, Hoffman, and May would all have input on Final Cut. Now, she's like 10 months into editing this yeah. fucking thing. And then they suddenly realize, oh, shit. If we're going to have any say, we need to start our own cuts. So at one time, there were three different edit teams working around the clock, like cutting the same movie. For this one movie. For this one movie. And they were being paid double time. Oh my gosh. And it's just, and it's all at the studio's expense. It's so funny thinking about something like this and all that rigmarole. And meanwhile, you have stuff like Batgirl or whatever that just just gets (laughs) canned. Just gets canned. Just for tax. Like, like, there's no way this would happen today. Just just to to, to put it in today's terms. Like, no, for a B, at best, comedy, road movie, whatever. So this is all, right, so this is all going on. It's it's getting more expensive. But you know what? Okay, so it's more expensive. get a good movie made these days. I mean, seriously, and I, I, and this was a flop in the sense that they spent a lot on it and they didn't get it back in the in the theater. Yeah. Technically speaking, this is like it's a cat's. It's somewhere in that neighborhood. You know, when you adjust for inflation, it, yeah. But, but in those terms are, of failure, this was, was this is one of those notorious. It's a notorious. It's known it for having been a box office bomb. But that doesn't make it a bad movie. Exactly, and that's the important distinction here. And all of this talk about money, happened. cats isn't a bad movie either. Right, and that's right. what we're really trying to get they were chasing a technology that just wasn't there yet it was a technology it was a technology release the butthole cut 
Uh, yes. Um, and, you know, there's also this thing that happened, like, right, where it's like, well, we don't want to pass on this movie because look at all these talented people that are involved. But if we say yes and we know there's these three uncompromising talents who mm-hmm. are all difficult to work with are going to go together to the Sahara and make a movie, yeah, there's going to be problems. Yeah. So, I mean, it's... But anyway, this guy Putnam comes in. He won't touch the thing. And then when they start missing deadlines, suddenly there start being th- th- these articles start appearing in the press and in mm-hmm. the trades about telling these stories about how difficult it was on set telling yeah. stories about how it's going over budget this so is that, a don't worry darling situation it is this is it the really, equivalent of a yep, don't worry darling it is and there was so much press before the, the film ever premiered that was all about how expensive it was which by the way not really a, a Charles Grodin was like not a public issue yeah you're not gonna get the money yeah like w- you know if they save that money do you think it goes to like libraries no yeah they just put it it stays in yeah. the studio they like, make it yeah that is their business not it's ours it's about how it's framed it's a political it turns yes. into this political exactly. thing exactly and, and so that's why you know uh, well because they let a woman behind the ca- the one seriously. time they let give a woman any any well and that's just it anything. like this killed her career and it stemmed the opportunities for other women. It was almost like it's st- like they were st- looking is it, for. Is that st- how you say it? Stemmed or is it stymied? I always thought it was stymied. Well, that's also a word. I, I'm I just talking, was I'm saying I stemmed. Was no, stem. stymied is also. I thought. A word. You, I, okay, I was like. I'm talking about like. I think it's like a. Yeah. yeah she no stemmed was stemmed. correct. I think I yeah. just got scared. It's like when I found out epitome was epitome and not yeah. epitome. Yeah, I I hear that. And I was like, like wait a minute, uh, <laughs> or like epiphany. Yeah, like this, that was a tough one. Like, Ep- Epiphany. Epiphany. I thought it was Epiphany. Uh, Versace. Versace. Yes, that's a really big one. That one was in my head for a while because I was like, oh, like lace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. Classy. Oh, there's a there's another one too. I'm, I'm the blanking logic. on it. Yeah, exactly. There's the a logic. bunch of them. There's oh, there's so them. many. I can't think of I've them. I probably now. said them on this podcast. Without Sta louder. <laughs> SDA, that's good. Something like that. Uh, we, anyway. Why do we do this to ourselves? Um, anyway, so like all this is to say that there's a bunch of bullshit that doesn't matter being talked about, and nobody mm-hmm. is really talking about. You know, is this funny? Yeah. And there were some good reviews. I think t- Janet Maslow, New York Times, and I believe Time Magazine both had some yeah, ni- nice got, things to some, say. Yeah, you have ones at the time you wanted to. No, I don't have. Or, you know, I, I didn't do that deep of research. That's okay. No, you did. Well, you got like sitting I just here with, with like six pages of research. I know, but well, I didn't do that, that much. That was mostly just so I could get through the story of like this is generally what no, happened. It's, like, it's and very if you're important context. and if you're interested, like there's a lot of lore out there about this. I encourage you to read up about it and you know be angry. <laughs> it's there's. Is it reviewed? Yes, review time. Or am I jumping ahead? No, no, no. We're we're, we're right on track. Because I will say, speaking of reviews, yes. um, You know, Rotten Tomatoes is a forty percent score. Thirty nine percent audience goes pretty pretty unified consensus there. But um, first on Letterboxd, a couple of the reviews I really like. from just just this Adam. Shout out to Elaine for losing a studio sixty million dollars. Hell yeah! <laughs> I, I liked it like poised, just like honestly slay. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, uh, three and a half stars. Karsten, uh, stupid but also genius. Um, yes. And then I yeah. also well, let's see what else did I on, on IMDb four point six out of ten. Let's see. Uh, Richard Brody, New Yorker, uh, said. Uh, an elaborately antique musical of startling, even disturbing originality. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but then Gene Siskel from the Chicago Tribune says the film fails at every level. Oh. Then uh, I mean, hot fudge love. <laughs> it's it's it's. Let's see. There's another. I know, right? The there's, songs are pretty. The songs funny. are so funny. <laughs> like you're just you're just lying. Well, I think there's um, you're just lying. <laughs> It's just lying. I, just lying. I think, uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. Yeah, this one I think I agree with the most. Yeah. Uh, David Kerr from Chicago Tribune, he says three out of four ratings, said, Ishtar's a good movie, but you can't help but wonder if lurking somewhere in those cans of outtakes, there isn't mm. a great movie too. Yeah. So I almost feel like I would have I would have watched a 70-minute cut of this. I, I know right. that's insanely right, right, right. short, but I would watch that where it's just mostly just them Songwriting. struggling with yeah. their music stuff oh actually them, them like of da- it being just 80 percent them and barely any other characters I, mean, I would watch that when the scenes in morocco i did like were like when they're dying of thirst in the desert and they're still coming up with songs yeah and then like they remember one of the ones later and he's like we didn't need a pencil yeah. <laughs> it's so good i it's- mean there there is a sweetness to them they're so bad, but they so believe in each other's they, work. Yeah, the way they, that they're like at the even the building credits of like they're like they're singing this thing that sucks, but yeah. they both think it's like really smart. Telling and great. the truth, truth is um, t- dangerous, dangerous business. business. Yeah, and they're singing it out of key. Tell out of off, honesty off and popularity don't go hand in hand. Yeah. <laughs> I that hot fudge love <laughs> so, <laughs> so bad, and his one his wife is just like she can't even look at him, and she's, then she just leaves him. It's bad. It's bad. Oh, I liked also and Carol Kane. I like Carol is Carol. Carol's Carol. That's funny. She was. It was a delight to see her. I literally yeah. wrote Carol Kane exclamation point on my yeah, pad of paper. I'm she's like, just, oh. delightful to see. Oh, her I love her. her. She's fun. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad that they walked out on them. That was good. Yeah. Um, I have to bring up the far side because I'm sure you've heard this story too. Is mm. that like Gary Larson drew a cartoon of like the video store in hell and he draws like everything is just Ishtar. Oh, nothing I but remember Ishtar. seeing this. Yeah. And he drew it not having ever seen the movie. And he yeah. said years later, he actually saw the movie and much to his surprise, he was like, that was pretty funny. That yeah. wasn't actually that bad. So he actually apologized. He's like, even though there's lots of things I should apologize for, he's like, I'm actually going to apologize for this one. Yeah. Um, it's it's definitely been a punchline. But if if you're a person who has been like, oh, Ishtar, that's, t- oh, that's terrible. But you haven't seen it. Yeah. You've been misinformed. You've been lied, you've been You've been lied lied to. to. You've been lied it's to. It's pretty good. I think I stand by yeah. the whole, it's really not that bad. But it's not. It's like, it's not two to, I would say two to two and yeah. a half stars. What did you think? I have to ask. More like two, honestly. Did if I'm you being really honest. did you find the um, the tit reveal? Did you find that funny or no, it really or wasn't? It was I really like, didn't care about that stuff. It was like so I said, fast. I just don't really. It was. It, it doesn't do much okay. for me. That 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 yeah. The whole was, joke. The whole like the, um, the gender joke. That the was, gender they were trying stuff, to go for there. Like uh, truly, once they were in a star, I didn't really. I, it was hard to stay yeah. engaged. I really, I also don't genuinely, gen- yeah. generally care for the the espionage or a man who knew too much or too little or what. I don't even. I don't yeah, like that. Yeah, it had that. I don't, I don't like those kinds of it like was, oh bumbling idiots that kind of because it's Cars Two is that. Yeah, you know, and no, this is this it, is like the Cars Two. It, it is very broad plot. in that way, and like, but in the way that like it does display American unexceptionalism. Like but it's like it's like. But it's, I would have rather she just made a separate movie about yeah. like a Charles like she. Could Charles Grodin. She could have done a whole film around this Honestly, guy just trying to keep, I, like, like I, trying to do her own version of, uh, like, um, Dr. Strangelove. Yeah, Like, the Elaine May version yeah. with Charles Grodin at oh the center of, of this, like, 
nuclear disaster. That could have been a really good movie in its own right. And I felt mad that I wasn't getting either like movie. <laughs> yeah, no, I know what you're saying. They're, you're totally right. I mean, obviously impossible. We can't go back in time. But God, I would love a movie of Charles Grodin's character like yeah. engaged in this stuff he because he was fun. so like like a veep like satire yeah like somebody who's just like those were the moment again and all the different intelligence officers in the different kinds of of costume and disguise i thought that that those were some of the moments that i thought were actually the smartest and funnest and i realized it wasn't trying to be smart she wasn't you know it was trying to be broad um but damn and it gets that's there's a tone there's a yeah, tone dissonance totally there. but i think what's really unfortunate well me. what's the obvious unfortunate thing we keep saying is like this was the last thing she directed yeah and this fucking bullshit because even though it's a broad comedy and it's not great or whatever you know it has good moments like lots of people are well people men are permitted to make a flop and they don't lose their Meanwhile, careers we've got like epic movie and the, you know the audience oh, that's a very different mike, well uh, and, and mike nichols thing, who but... you know being her comedy partner i think i think based on the interviews and conversations and, and things I've seen of them together, I get the sense that she, she I don't know, intentionally or not, draws a comparison of like her experience versus his experience. And it's very hard not to, to you can't believe there's not sexism. I'm just, you know, like yeah. in, in, in anything, but especially in Hollywood, because we should have still gotten more and more shades of her. We you should have, have start, gotten to you see. You have to start so strong and then stay strong too. It's just different, it, well, different expectations placed on. Yeah, I um, mean, Mike Nichols made bombs. Like, yeah, but he, he's got, he had more like leverage to do that, yeah. and he was, well, and he was he given was, more. Well, and like, who's afraid of Virginia Woolf? He was given so much space to find that movie and to make it work yeah but when elaine needs more time and space it's like what a dumb little girl who doesn't know yeah. what she's doing yeah. and it's like it's it, and she and she of all women like oh my god i'm I, I couldn't even like look at her i think if i was in in her presence like i feel like i, I oh, can't she's not j-lo come on i'm just saying like I, we yeah, can right. look she's at not elaine I just she's not Ellen. like she like she is to be beheld with like respect and honor, you know. Yeah, like as, I, as it's as has has been has is is been she's given she's yeah it's good it's good. she's getting the recognition she is getting her flowers and she's making another film so perhaps this isn't the last film yeah you know like yeah. let's here's where the like the probability split and one went this way and one went that there's yeah. a universe in which this did happen and where yeah. Charles Grodin got. Uh, like some awesome TV show where he plays this guy, like yeah. this sort of CIA. Because oh my god, he was really just every time he showed up on screen, it like renewed my interest in the movie. It's great, like it's, it, I needed him there. He's, he he does a great job playing that that character. It's another version oh, yeah. of like his character in Clifford. <laughs> yeah, but don't like, look at me. Look at me like a human boy. <laughs> yeah, I like this one because he's he's sort of at the end like he, he's he's. He's trying to balance everything. You just—it's like the the code switching. Like he's such a perfect liar. He's such a perfect two-faced person. And like I—I yeah. I don't know. And I—I I loved all. I liked the. I think she just when she barely touched on satire, she was doing it so well. You yeah. know, it's like anyway. Yeah, it's the less is more thing. It's like yeah, um, yeah. When Waterworld was you know the big flop, it was referred to as fish tar. Just by some That's, people. That is funny. That is funny. That is funny. That is funny. Like if we're talking purely in terms yeah. of just like financial. Yeah. And there have been lots of flops. Again, they don't always ruin careers. I think something about it being a one word title and it has a distinct type of t- Like it's not. Yeah. 
you know it does sound like a punchline it's got it's it's like got a, it literally has a whole mytho- mythos around it now yeah you know it does it's yeah got its absolutely own culture it's its own associations yeah like looking at a, a a print of marilyn monroe yeah what's funny though is that this movie you know it it had great previews like really mm-hmm. strong previews people loved it um it was number one the first weekend someone uh, said I, there was another review and i didn't screenshot it but uh-huh. it was a user on rotten tomatoes who said they remember seeing it in theaters and people yeah. were laughing throughout it yeah like it was actually very funny the people were enjoying it in the theater i mean I some people hate this movie yes it's kind of there's there's a lot of reviews that are like five star one star yeah. and then I'm of that like in the, middle, in the middle of like it's really not that bad but it could have it, it could have been so much better it, yeah and I think the fact that it was labored and overworked and that three people were it. pulling at the, the lever yeah. and I heard by the way like okay I mentioned those three different cuts when yeah. it came down to it it was literally like screening the same three scenes from three different cuts and trying to decide which okay we'll go with that one we'll do that and they were all barely different i mean like fundamentally they were all basically the same i think there's just too much what a waste of just an an ego it's just like i'm sorry yeah no no it's not so no it's 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 interesting to talk about because that's been the it makes sense hearing some uh, like a story about like steven spielberg who doesn't like to rehearse with his actors because he's like, I'm setting up the shot. Mm-hmm. He's going, he's trying to establish a shot. Whereas I think with Elaine, she was going as opposed to like setting the shot being like, well, let's get all of them mm-hmm. and then we'll, mm-hmm. and then we'll decide in post. But then the post just seems to be consistently like an, an, and a tremendous undertaking. I make that even when I'm making some dumbass video in my apartment, oh, I'll have that thinking of like, if I don't plan out what I'm going to shoot and I'm like, I'm just going to film myself for 30 minutes nope. and find three minutes nope. of something funny. Terrible. In it. It's so awful trying yeah. to go through Playback it. Playback that shit. And then yeah. the, you're watching mostly not good stuff. So then it convinces you it all suck. It's just, it's, oh, it's man. like, no, yeah. it's, it's tough. You're like, oh, no, shoot. it's tough. Like, and, and again, like, I mean, we talked about this on Mikey Nikki. She used to leave cameras running. And she wouldn't call cut. It's just such a like. I feel for her. I wish. I wish she had explored a different method because I, I think yeah. that really is the undoing. Is take it is, is. is she, it's it shows a lack of, of certainty too. Even if you feel confident that that works for you, which yeah, it had middling results already for her. So yeah. I would have liked for her to have tried yeah. something else at that point. Mm-hmm. But then you see her doing that. There's all these. A lot of people are bearing witness to what looks like uncertainty. Yeah, it looks like a lack yeah. of confidence in your initial vision, which is why you have to do. Yeah, I'm only saying this because I'm fully projecting based no. off of like when I make videos and, no, no, no. and I, I don't mean, know exactly what I'm trying to make, and I'm yeah. I end up. And then I'll then I'll after all of that. Yeah. Once you're really with it and you really find a story in it, then you're like, oh, I wish I had done this, this thing thing. And that's like the one. It's up. one thing you didn't do in like, like yeah. thirty minutes. You shot yourself. Oh uh, yeah. Something stupid like that. No, I mean I'm sure it's that experience, but just like writ large, you know. Yeah. And with like a hundred and eight hours of footage or whatever so insane thing it was. I do want to mention some of the other movies that came were out that same sort of week weekend. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop 2, Ernest Goes to Camp. I mean... Uh, I, I mean, who can compete with that? I mean... Secret of My Success, Ishtar, of course. The Gate, which Ishtar got compared against The Gate because they made approximately the same amount their opening weekend, but The Gate pretty much made back its money, and it was this, like, horror movie, which, like, right, horror movies, high concept, low People budget. People are always gonna, gonna yeah. see... I would... 
I would sooner There's, see a horror movie that's potentially bad than a comedy. I don't know. There's yeah. something about a horror movie usually it's going to... It's it's usually going to hit some certain markers. A lot of horror movies that like have make yeah, it's just they'll not, make big stylistic choices, well, or, or it's more likely to be unintentionally it, funny. Horror movies are such a, a natural first film for somebody who doesn't have money yeah. to make because it's a high. It's like you just get people in a big Less house. Is more. It's high concept. It's you know, it's 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 in the mind or it's psychological. So like, it really comes down to like a very strong idea. So I don't think it's it was not fair of people to like make that comparison. It's like, well, this is a story set in Morocco so fuck off um, anyway other movies uh, The Chipmunk Adventure Platoon oh The Chipmunk Adventure Platoon was out oh, yeah. um, Lethal Weapon Blind Date and Crocodile Dundee I'm sorry The Chipmunk Adventure though yeah. that's the real one we should be comparing to Ishtar because that is also a road movie <laughs> and they end up in the desert at various points Yeah, there is stuff that has dated poorly and is problematic culturally speaking but there's some real satire about diamonds mm-hmm. in it there's yeah. diamonds and um, penguins mm-hmm. um, there's actually there's a lot of overlap between The Chipmunk Adventure I've and, never seen and The Ishtar. Chipmunk Adventure you really should okay you it's really, really the appropriate they're companion. singing it's a, they're both musical movies that's true and it's about musical in this case chipmunks and and there's also gender dynamics being explored between the chipettes and the chipmunks um, I'll stop telling the truth <laughs> is dangerous business. Honestly, I do have that second. They, ex- they bit. could exist in the same world. They could. Um, I do want to mention that also one of the jokes about this movie is that it was called Warren's Gate because I guess Heaven's Gate was a movie that lost 126 million dollars. Mm-hmm. So like this still isn't the biggest flop ever. I just you know want to make that absolutely clear to people. Um, anyway. Who? Yeah. Who's your best sporting player? I think yeah. I know. Yeah, Charles Grodin. Charles Grodin, of course. It's because you re- he, you cannot make the argument that he's a main player, but he is the most like. Oh, he does so it, much work. It's the most. He's a very supportive side. player. He should. He's he holding should up a whole it. side of the house. He really should be up in it so much more for how like. Yeah. Yeah, he's just underutilized. I, I would rather I, he was a main character than a supporting character. I also felt like he was one of the one of just like the women earlier in the story. He was one of the people who had the appropriate op- opinion and uh, yeah. estimation of these men. Yes, <laughs> he saw exactly who he was dealing with. Yeah, and I think that's you know, I think that's funny. He's intelligent, but I, he's still at their mercy a bit. Yes, and that's all. There was humor in those mo- scenes, you yeah. know, like or like. What are they doing? Why are they walking around like that? Camel's blind. Yeah. <laughs> are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> I just think it's, yeah, you had two different movies. Two different movies. And both of them yep. could have been really good separately. I know. Would you watch this again? Eh, parts of it. If it was on, I, I, would, I would look at it every so often, but it would still lose me in the middle. I think I want to watch just the parts where they're like writing really bad songs. I yeah. want to I want to memorize all the bad songs that they the wrote. The first third and the last 20 minutes. Yeah. That's yeah. good. That's yeah. good. Yeah, you That's good stuff. That's good stuff. There's just a little bit of fluff in the middle. It's just marshmallow the, fluff. It's just the everything that happens while they're there. I just don't Not, I just yeah. don't really care. And the, the Just and, like turn it up when Charles Grodin shows up cuz he's funny. Yeah, it was all kind of like there was that part where where he where Dustin Hoffman's doing like that sort of offensive like he's doing he's yeah. pretending he's talking to the people but he's kind of trying to help them though so I was like okay I mean but that was one of those scenes where I was like I I, I literally had to remind myself like okay they're they're idiots 
And the funny thing is not the imitating the language. But I don't, I just, I'm not sold I, that it's self-aware enough. Oh, I, I know. I'm just not I sold know. that it's self- and I, I would love to believe that, that it I has know. those layers. I want to believe that too. But also I, I, I don't think I he, think, I don't think Justin Hoffman played it with that, le- with no, that, those layers. No. And, <sighs> and I think like if I were, were I in the theater, yeah, I'd be concerned about what people were laughing at. Exactly. That's the, that's the trick too with satire. Yeah. When you play with satire, if you're mm-hmm. not, if, if it's not, it can go over people's heads. It can go over people's heads, and there's obvi- a danger. There's like a spectrum of it, right? Yeah. There's um, people we know who do bad satire, and then there's like, um, like the producers and Mel Brooks. Like there's you, but mm. there's a clear yeah. You can tell. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not well, articulate enough think, for this. And Lindsay Ellis did a really good Mel Brooks video talking about yeah. the purpose and and responsibility that you take on when you do satire. Yeah, yeah. It's serious you know, intentionality. Is, yeah, is making it clear like very important where you're at. Who, what's the engine? Yes. Yeah. Well, um, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Would you watch this again? Uh, yeah, I think I would actually, but just for songs and Groden. Yeah, and maybe to prove to people that it's not that bad, but um, yeah, but not. I'm not gonna do it probably anytime immediately. I would rather, yeah, like I'd rather. I'd rather watch, watch the Heartbreak Kid. Heartbreak Kid again for sure. Ugh. Then yeah, then, then a, a new, new leaf. leaf. Then Mikey and Nikki. Mikey and Nikki's great, but just not a laugh riot. Yeah, no, That's it's right. pretty. It's it's pretty. It's it's a pretty huge. Down I mean, here. I love. I mean, Casavetes and Falk are like no. It's a great, and it's you all know, their moments together are great. It just it is such a depressing. It is, but it's a bleak. It has a bleak message. It is, but it's also kind of like and and you know Meg, she's been screwed a lot, but like yeah, um, that was one of those ones though that like she got to kind of run wild a little bit and yeah. with two collaborator actors who really like got it. They were like they, they, they got it. They were on board and they, there was no like. Oh, what is she doing? No, yeah. they trusted her. Yeah. Like they were all. <sighs> I think it's also t- it comes down to like yeah again the simpl- simplicity of the story, because yeah. when you're dealing with a story like like with Ishtar it has this many layers of tomfoolery. It's convoluted. hard not to be like, are you in a little over your head? I mean, there's a map and it, there's all this. Oh the yeah, CIA the map thing was so unbelievable to me when they, he, they just turn around his hat, his shirt, and then see, and they're able to read it as a map. I was like, there's no way I would know no, that this no. was a map. And, and I, th- some of those moments take me out of movies, even like. Um, a more recent example, I watched Glass Onion, and there's a the yeah. moment there's a moment in that where someone is supposed to read between the lines of what someone else is saying. I don't know if you watched it yet. I haven't watched it yet. Okay, I'm not spoiling it, but no, I am okay. going to say that they're similar to when there's a discovery of the map in Ishtar, mm-hmm. and they Warren Beatty's character just knows, oh, this is north south. He this is there's this a is sun it. coming up there. I I'm not saying that. Maybe I'm just really stupid and I just don't know how to read maps, but like, I just, it, it felt a little far-fetched that they would just, they would immediately ab- into they it. would totally be able to like figure that out. Yeah. I and mean, the same with Glass. There's a moment in Glass Onion where there's a character that, it's a really badass scene and I love it, yeah. but it's also like, I don't know. I would not have figured this out. Yeah, yeah. I would not have figured that out. I hear what you're saying. From what from what this character I mean, was telling me. This movie's definitely not about realism, but I also but I still think you have a legitimate point. I think there's yeah. I think it's a little too it just, just it, you know, it yeah, just it's disjointed. It, it had a it had so many things going against it. And so yeah. I think like that anything funny was captured and put together at all is is a is success. Yeah. Kitty. Oh she gets oh no. 
Oh, she said she's stuck. She's in the swing. She's in the swing now. No. Like a cat getting all caught up in the chords. Chord. Um, chord swing. I do want to mention that the George Sanders impression contest is still going on. Yeah. I should put this at the top. And uh, deadline is New Year's. I haven't like posted that anywhere, but people who have reached out have asked, and that is the deadline. And they know it's the deadline. But if you're interested in doing your submitting your silky smooth impression. What else are you doing? Yeah. What else are you doing? Get in there. George Sanders, you know, in honor of last week's episode, Lord. Again, want to mention, if you want to know more about Elaine May or some of those other films that we were mentioning, please go back and listen to episodes 1, 20, or 41, or all three. All three. And then this one. Now it's like a complete set. The box collection. Yeah. Um, you know, and you can give yourself a little stamp or something. I don't know. Yeah. Give yourself a gold star. Uh, you can email us at a breath of fresh movie at gmail.com. We're yeah. also on Twitter still uh, and yes. Instagram at Fresh Movie Pod. It'll be, it's still going to be around. Hey, he might leave. I think he wants to. I think he's being run out of town. I think he wants which to. Which is fucking hilarious. Uh, thanks. All right. Bye. Merry Christmas. Merry Bye. Christmas.